Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, we are going to be discussing and talking about the optimal, the best possible early round strategy for your 2020 fantasy football redrafts, PPR formats, whatever it is, we're going to be doing a PPR for this one specifically over on Sleeper. So what I have set up here on Sleeper right now over my shoulder is a draft for just eight rounds. I'm not even going to go through and do the entire eight rounds. This is not a full mock draft video. No, those are some things that we do once a week, uh, maybe even sometimes twice a week, depending on if we're trying to do a strategy from maybe a zero RB approach. We have some videos on that zero wide receiver, just trying to see what happens if I do a draft and what's my strategy from the first spot, the 10th spot, what happens if I'm doing a dynasty, those types of things if we want to do some strategy. So I guess this kind of falls into that, but it'll be an abbreviated version going to really go through the first five rounds or so, right? If we're talking about like a standard 16 to 18 round draft, if that's what we're trying to talk about here, the early rounds of that is going to be that first five rounds. You can argue with me, maybe the sixth round, definitely the first four, then your mid rounds start to be for me really six through 12, your later rounds six through 10 and late rounds start to be those double digit rounds if you're in a 16 round league. So I do like this. I like this type of approach. I want you to have the best possible start. I always have questions of uh, if you're drafting at this spot, is it going to be different? Yeah. And honestly, depending on which spot in the draft you are, will be different. And depending on your specific draft, it will be based on how the players are going off the board. If you're in a draft filled with experts who are trying to go zero RB, you're going to have a totally different strategy than if you're in a draft with your friends who are just picking whichever player they want. They're picking two quarterbacks and Mahomes and Lamar in the first round, like a bunch of donkeys, right? So things like that, you have to know the room that you're in, know the room, read the room. If you think that running backs are going to go off the board early and you better get your running backs early. If you think that uh, wide receivers are going to go off the board early, then you can wait a little bit on running backs. Know your league rules. If it's tight end premium, if it's six points for a passing touchdown, then that's when you can start to take Lamar uh, and really Mahomes maybe around earlier into the second round. But for this specific draft, it's going to be a 12 team PPR format. It's set up for eight rounds. We'll probably go through the first five here and I'm going to be drafting from the 10th spot. I just picked a random spot and I, I kind of like drafting at that spot. That's where I'm drafting in the Scott Fishbowl this year is the 10th spot. So uh, yeah, I think this is where we'll end up starting. We'll go from here. I'm going to go through, I'm going to use my rankings, which are on the screen right now. If you want to have access to those rankings and a ton of other things, player profiles, a bunch of statistics, databases. When I say player profiles, I mean in-depth profiles on every single rookie that was drafted in a bunch of other positions, 30 plus running backs, 30 plus receivers, tight ends to come shortly as well as quarterbacks. So you can check all that stuff out. Banner on the screen right now. It's going to be over at the Supreme Draft Guide, which is now out. Tons of people have already gotten it. Lots of positive feedback already via my emails and DMs on it. You can get that on my site, Fantasy Sports Focus, all down below for a limited time offer only of 10 if you deposit and play one game over on monkey knife fight you'll get it as a add-on bonus for totally free so be sure to check that out down below and right as we get into this video be sure to hit that like button if you will and the big old subscribe button pops up on the screen take a second of your time to hit that it really helps this channel grow if you like chatting and community type chats we have a discord chat for free for all the youtube following for nfl chats specifically so don't go in there and no self-promotion none of that stuff you'll be immediately spam banned all that stuff you'll be out of there but be sure to just get in there chat it away if you want to talk some football in general some talk some nfl just real life if you want to talk fantasy all that stuff is available down below so with that being said let's start off this draft i'm going to go through round by round and kind of analyze what's happening for the first four or five rounds and how i want to approach it strategically based on the picks that i'm going for not only specifically in those picks but how i'm trying to build my team for the entire draft so let's start it off the first round i have the 10th pick let's see what goes before me here all right so we made it to my 10th pick and i'll zoom in for all the people watching on the youtube version if you're not watching on the podcast but pretty much uh, the guys that you think are going to go you have Zeke, Barkley. So, I mean, McCaffrey goes third after Saquon and Barkley, so, uh, or Saquon and Zeke. So, interesting there. But regardless, I'm not going to get either of them for my pick. But you have Saquon, Zeke, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook go off the board. 
and you have a guy in Josh Jacobs go off the board pretty early in the first round. I've seen that happening often. The two top receivers in my rankings, Adams and Michael Thomas, are also off the board. So we're looking at a spot where you're, you're getting a lot of running backs, right? You already have seven running backs off the board in the first round. So although Tyreek Hill is here, he's my uh, Tyreek Hill, Julio, those type of guys are my best available wide receivers left. You have guys like Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara that are dropping right now pretty far down these boards. So for me, I have Joe Mixon ranked one spot behind Alvin Kamara. The fact that they're both dropping to me at this point tells me one thing. People in the auto picks and the expert consensus rankings at the time of this recording are concerned with both of these players and not so much Mixon who does often fall to the 110, normally maybe gets taken a pick before, but I got like Kamara who usually is going ahead of uh, Nick Chubb, even ahead of Dalvin Cook at times, definitely Josh Jacobs, more than likely Derrick Henry. The concerns for a holdout are definitely here for both of these running backs as they are with Dalvin Cook. That's why he dropped to the 1.8. At this point right now, I think Alvin Kamara has the best leverage in a holdout based on his skill set, based on the backfield there, based on how he just is involved in the passing game, like a Christian McCaffrey. I usually like Joe Mixon. I get to a ton of Joe Mixon. At this point right now, I'm going to be taking Alvin Kamara over Joe Mixon, and that's pretty tough for me, but here's the thing. Seven running backs already went off the board. I normally like to draft back-to-back running backs. I like to get four running backs in my first five picks, believe it or not, in redraft formats. Definitely three of my first five picks. So getting one off the board, an elite one to fall to us because of some holdout scares at the point of me recording this at the 10th pick, something that I do like to see. So we're going to have a pick again in four picks now. I'm going to get some of these players off the board on my end, and we'll see who is left once we get back to my pick at the 2-3 in the second round, the third pick. So we're back around at the 2-3, and some elite wide receivers go off the board. So Julio and Tyreek were my best available receivers. They actually go Hopkins here, which I know a lot of people are going to go Hopkins there. I'm personally off of Hopkins. He does go at the 14th overall pick, so that's fine. But I have Kenny Galladay even ranked ahead of Hopkins. Hopkins is my number six receiver as I record this, at least. Uh, this video is probably going to come out about a week and a half after I record. So for some reason, any of the players that you're seeing in this video end up getting hurt, suspended, end up holding out, and their ADP is much lower than when they're being taken in this video. Of course, just know that I'm recording this uh, towards the end of June, even though it's going to be releasing in early July. So with that being said, the clock comes back around to me. You'd still see running backs are going off the board. I usually like to draft two running backs in a row. I think it's too early to be taking my next available. Definitely too early for me to take a tight end or quarterback personally. You probably won't even see me draft one at all because of my first five to six rounds, really even not until like the seventh or eighth round will I even consider a quarterback or a tight end. So the way that I look at this is Kenny Galladay is available. That's a wide receiver, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. But those guys are in my overall top 150 rankings right now. Again, you can get them down below on the site. They're well below these running backs that I have left. So Miles Sanders, Kenny Drake, Eckler, Todd Gurley, Clyde, Guys like that are all my best available at running back. I think I'm just going to go ahead here and tap Miles Sanders' name. I have Miles Sanders' ninth overall at running back. I have Kenny and Drake 11. So they're very close. They're the two best available on the board. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to drop t- tap Miles Sanders' name. So if the, by the time you're watching this, they draft a backup running back in Devonta Freeman. They said they pretty much wanted Carlos Hyde because they said they missed out on the veteran space. So if they get Devonta Freeman, I've said this in past videos. I do not care if Devonta Freeman goes there. He's a worse pass catcher. He's a worse running back than Miles Sanders. He's a worse pass catcher. He's a worse running back at this stage in his career than Boston Scott. So if you're telling me that they're going to now put a worse running back and a worse backup behind Miles Sanders, and sure Boston Scott will still be there, but not as heavily used. Well then, if anything for me, that makes me like Miles Sanders even more. I'm not scared. If you were somebody sitting out there right now scared of Devonta Freeman being in the Eagles backfield. And you must think this is three years ago, Devonta Freeman, or even two years ago, Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman was one of the worst efficiency backs in the entire NFL last year, being beaten up by injuries, aging. He is not somebody who's going to come in and take out a, a breakout candidate already from last year, Miles Sanders' second round pick. Uh, second year player in the Philadelphia. And if anything, he's just going to hold down Boston Scott, who seemed to show upside the last five or six games last year. So we're going to take Miles Sanders here at the two, three. And 
our start right now is very good. We get Kamara to fall to us because of holdout scares. He's falling there a lot as of late. I see in a lot of mock drafts and, and really a lot of paid for drafts. I'm seeing Kamara fall to right around that 1.8, 1.10 pick. At the turn, we then get Miles Sanders, who for me is somebody that I'm very high on. So for me in my rankings, I get two top nine, top 10 for sure, two top nine running backs in my first two picks. Now you might be saying, okay, so before we go through these next picks at your 310, what is your goal here? Take the best available running back in my opinion. So we'll see what's left at wide receiver, maybe too big of a gap in my tiers drops and Kenny Galladay is still there and I have to just take him. But if we're going to start to get to like my 310 pick and there's still good running backs, Leonard Fournette's, Aaron Jones, Todd Billings, any of those types of guys on the board, you better be damn sure I'm taking one. Now, again, there's still 20 picks till my turn. So we're going to have to see and we're going to get to see right now. But taking as many running backs as you can early workhorses, especially when it's your third pick, like taking four out of five picks. That's where I want to go. I'm fine with you taking four running backs in a row. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to take three in a row. I have two in a row. That's my goal. My goal is to take two running backs in a row, two good ones. We got that. Now we'll see. It's a elite wide receiver. Guys like Godwin, uh, maybe even an Odell, Allen Robinson, Kenny Gallagher. Are they going to make it to my 310? Then I consider taking them and getting another running back on the turn. But right now my goal is to take a top end running back once again, get my two running backs, three of them, put one in the flex. I feel set. I feel like I can draft my fourth one, one or two picks later and then i don't have to draft another one the rest of the draft so let's see what happens once we go around the board how many running backs go off we're probably going to start to see tight ends the mahomes lamar jackson's kelsey's kittles come off the board hopefully they do because i don't want those guys anyways it just makes it easier to get some elite wide receivers and running backs at my third and fourth pick so let's see what happens as we wait for my third pick in the 10th round or the my 10th pick in the third round the 310 so now i'm here at the 310 and a lot of running backs that i was interested in go off the board in fournette Gurley, clyde edwards lair aaron jones and even wide receivers kenny Galladay goes off the board mike evans i think some players get reached on a little too early like a Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's my 18th overall wide receiver. That type of a player going midway through the third round is way too early. Juju and Adam Thielen, I think that's fine in the third round if you want to go there. I personally wouldn't be going that high, but I think it's okay. So now we're at a spot that's usually difficult for me. The running backs left on the board for me, my highest own right now are Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery, James Conner, those types of guys. I can get one of those guaranteed because there's another four picks until my next turn. I can get one of those guaranteed if I don't take one here. So I think I'm going to end up going with that. Although I really like Jonathan Taylor. If he ends up going on this term, that's fine because I'm okay with David Johnson. I'm okay with David Montgomery, maybe even okay with James Conner, whereas the wide receivers left. So Jonathan Taylor is my 19th overall running back. I already got two. Allen Robinson and Odell are top 10 wide receivers for me. Robinson eight, Odell nine. Uh, then DJ Moore is 11, Robert Woods is 12. So I'm going to go ahead and get Allen Robinson here, who's a top eight wide receiver in my rankings, um, as opposed to getting another running back since some of the guys that I wanted already went off the board. So I go ahead and I take my wide receiver. So like I said, ideally take three running backs in a row. But based on the fact that I have all these guys, Jonathan Taylor, David Johnson, Bell, Montgomery, in a similar tier to each other, I like Jonathan Taylor the most. I like Montgomery Connors at the least, but again, they're all in the same type of a tier of player. They're all in there. So if I get one of them, I feel good about that. Whereas Allen Robinson is in like a tier of his own right now, my top 150. So we'll see which one of these running backs falls to us. It'll be a difficult choice if like Odell still stays on the board and Robert Woods, top 12 receivers for me. So they're they're wide receiver ones in my rankings. And then I'm starting to take guys like David Montgomery over them. That starts to get tough, but I need running backs because they start to really thin out in the fifth and sixth round. So let's see what's on the board after four more picks. And I'm feeling really good right now. So at the turn, you get the picks, these four picks before my next pick. Uh, David Johnson at the 311, Odell at the 312, start the fourth round with Amari, James Conner at the 4-2. So now what's available for me is Jonathan Taylor, who I wanted at my 310 uh, pick and got Allen Robinson. I'd prefer Allen Robinson there, of course. Le'Veon Bell, David Montgomery at running back. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's my my last top 20 running back left. Bell's 21, Montgomery's 22 for me right now. I have DJ Moore and Robert Woods as my 11th and 12th ranked wide receivers, but this is an easy pick for me. Jonathan Taylor in the third round, I was considering. The fact that I get him in the fourth round right now is going to be an easy pick for me. So now I get my third running back in four picks. If you do not like Jonathan Taylor, I have a specific video on Jonathan Taylor if you want to learn more about him. He has his own profile on my website, of course, as well, the Supreme Draft Guide. Again, check it out down below. $10 limited time only. What are you waiting for? But also, and also if you're listening on the podcast, promo code SALNFL 
Bell on Monkey Knife Fight gets you that draft guide totally free the second you make a minimum deposit and play in one of their contests. So you get a deposit bonus, you get all that, and the draft guide totally free. You can use that promo code as well if you're watching on YouTube. But I have a whole video on him. I have he's in my must draft rookies, all those things. So be sure to check that out. Jonathan Taylor, pretty much best zone runner that we've seen in quite some time. A better running back coming out of college on the ground, not in the passing game than Saquon Barkley. Like he was that good. Oh, so why wasn't he a first round pick? Because NFL GMs are getting smarter and you don't have to be drafting running backs in the early first round where you have to give them so much money and then you're in a Leonard Fournette situation or then you're at mercy to giving Ezekiel Elliott a huge contract and like Saquon Barkley will get a huge contract, right? So that's why he falls to the second round because it's just financially better for teams uh, and the value in the position is devalued as you probably already know by now. But starting my roster right now, like I love this draft. Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Allen Robinson, and Jonathan Taylor. So three top 20, well, two top 10 running backs, three top 20 running backs and a top eight wide receiver for me. That feels very, very good to start my draft. Now this seems to be where a lot of my drafts are starting two top end running backs, an elite wide receiver, and then a third running back that I feel very good about. Come my fifth pick, my ideal goal would be to get four running backs in my first five picks. At that point, my running backs might be options like Cam Akers. I doubt David Montgomery or Bell fall to me, uh, but it might be a situation where I just go with another wide receiver. I'm still not interested in taking tight end. I'm still not interested in taking quarterback. So let's see what happens at that fifth pick. Then we'll do the quick turn, get the sixth pick in for you as well, and we'll cap this video off there. So I'm back at my fifth pick now, the 5-10, and a lot of guys go off the board. David Montgomery goes to pick after mine. You get Le'Veon Bell to go off the board. Those are some running backs who are still high on my board. A guy in Kareem Hunt goes three picks before me. He was going to be my favorite running back left. You can see a little bit of a, a teaser alert, but he's in my must-draft running backs video, my most recent recent one as of this recording. So you can check that out. Lots of stud young wide receivers go off the board in AJ Brown, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, all these guys. You even see Robert Woods and Calvin Ridley finally go off the board and DJ Moore. So lots of second year and third year wide receivers that are set to really break out out of all these guys, honestly, AJ Brown, McLaurin, Sutton, uh, lots of upside in, D- in DJ Moore, Ridley, right? DK Metcalf. So they all go two more tight ends and Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz go. Again, I don't really care about tight end left. Uh, quarterback goes. I'm probably not going to take a quarterback till honestly like round 10 at this point. So now I'm kind of in a tough situation. I do see a running back that I do like. I'm kind of scared if he does drop to me. And I, if I take running back here, that's four running back picks in my first five picks. No receivers really stand out. The fact that DK Metcalf went, the fact that guys like Tyree McLaurin just went a pick before me, all my other receivers went off the board. None of them really stand out to me as being overwhelming values. DJ Shark, I guess would stand out a little bit at this point, but you still have AJ Green, you still have Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Stefan Diggs, all these guys are on the board. So I can get one of Stefan Diggs, Hilton, Shark, Devontae Parker, AJ Green, Jarvis Landry at my next pick. And I feel very comfortable having one of them. Whereas I don't think I can get Cam Akers at my next pick. In my opinion, Cam Akers is going to be the lead running back there, at least based on all the beat running reports, based on the draft capital on drafting him this year. If you already got no Daryl Henderson last year, Todd Gurley, again, he's in my must draft rookies video as well. If you want to get a more in-depth breakdown on Cam Akers and also on the website in the uh, Supreme Draft Guide, the overall profiles and rankings, you can see where he ranks out ahead of all the other rookies for me. Once Cam Akers is off the board, who I think has top 20 upside, he's my running back 26. So I clearly think he has top 20 upside in his range of outcomes once he's off the board, it really does drop to a tier of like James White, Tariq Cohen's, DeAndre Swift. So I'm going to go ahead and take Cam Akers here because I think I have very similar running backs or very similar wide receivers left if a couple of guys go at my next pick, the 6'3", whereas I don't think there's a lot of guys left if Cam Akers was to go before my next pick. Cam Akers, the best available running back on Sleeper's draft board as well. So I take him there. I start my draft with four out of five running backs and a lot of good running backs. Second year player, Miles Sanders, two rookies in Cam Akers and Taylor. One of those guys hits, I'm feeling really good. Tomorrow, we know what you have in him. Allen Robinson, a stud wide receiver, you know what I have in him. So now I'm set. The fact that you get four wide receivers in your first five rounds, this is the ultimate early round strategy. I'm happy it played out this way. Going running back, running back, wide receiver, running back, running back is the way that I like to go. That does not mean you should be doing that automatically in your drafts. It's all about what's left on the board, right? Where I took Allen Robinson, if a guy like Le'Veon Bell would have fell there, Leonard Fournette would have fell there, probably even Melvin Gordon would have fell there. I would have taken them, right? I would have taken. 
taking them over him. The fact that they didn't fall there, I ended up taking Allen Robinson. I get a good wide receiver. And then the pick that I wanted just happened to fall to me at the fourth round. So it really plays out in our favor. So I'm going to go ahead and do this quick turn here, take my sixth round pick and let you guys go from there. But we're going to be aiming for a wide receiver here. Now that we have four running backs, I can be done. Like if this was a 16 round draft, I cannot draft another running back and feel comfortable with that. The fact that four of them were taken in the first five rounds means that I feel good about all of them. Even if one gets hurt, I still have three strong starters in my opinion. So let's see what happens here. I guess the goal would be to get a guy like Stefan Diggs or DJ Shark. I'm fine settling for an AJ Green or Devontae Parker though. We have four picks before my next turn. So before my next turn, the only wide receiver that I was really keying in on that goes off the board was DJ Shark. What's best available for me is, is Stefan Diggs at this point. We still have Devontae Parker on the board. We still have AJ Green, but I think I'm just going to go ahead and get Stefan Diggs. It would start my wide receivers with Allen Robinson and Stefan Diggs. I feel good about that. Devontae Parker and AJ Green, they are close for me, but I have Diggs ranked ahead of both of them. So that's where I'm at. That's how my draft starts right now. I kind of just blow it up a little bit for all of you watching. So here's my draft to start the first six rounds. This is an early round strategy. I'm not going to go any more than this because six rounds is at, at the very most the end of the early round. We just did the quick turn there. So I start with Kamara. Sanders, Allen Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, and Stefan Diggs. So I have my four running backs that are all done. Two two starters, a flex, a bench player. Got my two starting wide receivers in Allen Robinson and Steph Diggs. I feel fine about that. Now what I would do with my next two picks, more than likely my seventh and eighth round pick would just be take two more wide receivers. Unless a tight end that I really like falls, although most of the late round tight ends I feel really strong about this year. I really don't care about getting a quarterback before round eight. So more than likely my seventh and eighth round pick, my next two picks, it's going to be uh, guys like wide receivers, potentially maybe guys like Christian Kirk, right? Um, Maybe at the eighth round pick, if he was to fall, because he's getting overdrafted at this point, but Deontay Johnson, Michael Gallup, those are some names that stand out. Hollywood Brown, Marvin Jones, all these names stand out. I don't think Brandon Cooks makes it back to me or AJ Green, uh, Preston Williams, Anthony Miller. Those are names that I like. There are in a lot of other of my videos they are featured, those types of guys. So if I ended up starting with the six guys I have now, Kamara, Sanders, Allen Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Stefan Diggs, and then you're telling me I get like a Christian Kirk and a Tyler Boyd, right? Or a Michael Gallup and a Marvin Jones. I'm feeling really good about my lineup. And then you just get your Matthew Stafford late round quarterback options, all the tight ends that are late round. They're just so good. I have a late round tight ends video, a must draft tight ends video already out. So you can check that one out and evaluate tight end sleepers, all those things. There's so many tight ends that I like later in the drafts, whether it be John Smith, whether it be an Ian Thomas, even a Jay Sternberg or a Blake Jarwin, all these guys later in the draft are just fantastic options for any of them can finish in the top 10 at tight end. Mike Gusecki's right. All these guys can finish up there. TJ Hawkinson, no offense. And you're not shocked if they finish as tight end seven this year. So there's no reason to reach on a guy in the sixth or seventh round at tight end that is very likely to finish like at tight end 10, whereas all these guys later on can just as easily finish as tight end 10. So that's where I'm at right now. I like to start. My next two picks are likely going to be wide receivers, unless a really good running back that I like falls. There's not a lot left on the board and I already have enough, but like if a DeAndre Swift was to fall to the eighth round, I might take him there. Just even more upside at the running back position, but more than likely I just go back to back wide receivers here. The ninth and 10th round is where I start to look at tight end and quarterback and then load up on some more wide receivers and maybe pick up one more running back, depending on how many rounds this draft is. So thank you for tuning in. This is the early round strategy. This is my team right here where my picture is at. This is what I recommend doing. I recommend trying to get your two stud running backs early. Um, zero RB is not something I know people are going to preach it. You're going to see stuff on the internet. Personally, not something that I care about. If you're playing in huge tournaments, right? You're playing in the Scott Fishbowl, maybe you're playing in huge tournaments where only one person is going to win a lot of the prize pool. There's a million dollars up top, right? You're playing in one of these big tournaments. FFPC type stuff. Then yeah, try zero RB because you're being contrarian. But there is zero reason to be contrarian in your 10 man league at home, right? For mostly watching this, your 20 man league, your 10, your 12 man league at home with your friends, your coworkers, a couple of buddies in the industry, whatever it might be. There's no reason to be that contrarian. When you go zero RB, you're trying to do something that not a lot of people do. So when the slim chance, not a slim, but a smaller chance that it pays out your way, you get a huge payout. Well, 
when you're only trying to beat nine people in your league, the payout is not nearly enough if it actually works for you. You're going to lose a lot more often. And the payout is winning like your $200 or $300 league, or even if it's $1,000, is not nearly as high enough of as a payout as the risk you're taking. You can see right here, this running back goes full out zero wide receiver, which isn't terrible. I've done a zero wide receiver video, but he takes five in a row. He goes Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Mostart, uh, and Kareem Hunt. So that's crazy. So just know your league mates, know who you're drafting against. Obviously know the league settings. This is my favorite type of way to start. I love getting definitely three running backs in my first five picks, but four running backs in my first five picks. I then don't have to draft the position again. Wide receiver so deep that I feel really good about this start. So thank you for tuning into the video. My name is Sav. Actually, be sure before you leave, biggest thing you can do to support this channel, hit the like button, big old subscribe button just popped up on the screen and check out the Supreme Draft Guide. What are you waiting for? Links down below. Use the promo code SALNFL and Monkey Knife Fight. You get the minimum deposit of 10 bucks. They'll throw you $15 right back if you do the $10 option. Once you play in one game, they'll send me your email. You get the Supreme Draft Guide totally free. If you're not eligible for the Monkey Knife Fight offer based on when you're watching this, well, I'm very sorry for that, but go down below in the description. You can check it out on my site, Fantasy Sports Focus. Still get the draft guide. We'll be updated with more content throughout the summer. I'll be updating for rankings, things like that. So thank you for tuning into this video. Hop into the Discord down below. If you don't want to buy the draft guide yet, I don't know why you won't. I don't know why you don't. You're going to lose your league if you don't do it, but you can go down below and get the free top 25 running back rankings as a little bit of a teaser. So thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Alvetri, and I'll see you all in the next one.